Today in Security from Wired. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey there, this is the Spoken Edition of Wired. Palo Alto Networks has the broadest, most comprehensive cybersecurity for private cloud, public cloud, and SaaS environments because secure clouds are happy clouds. Protect yours today at go.paloaltonetworks.com slash secure clouds. Don't pin the Macron email hack on Russia just yet by Andy Greenberg. After a hacked U.S. election covered in Russian fingerprints, it's easy to assume that Friday's mega-leak of emails from France's president-elect Emmanuel Macron was the Kremlin's work, too. Russia, after all, has the motive, the means, and a very fresh track record of meddling in Western elections to sabotage center-left candidates. But this latest breach for now lacks conclusive fingerprints, and what few clues there are have only added to the confusion. On Friday, nine gigabytes of emails from Macron's and March party spilled onto the web in a collection of torrent files. Within hours, the party had issued a statement blaming that leak on hackers intent to disrupt the democratic process. In the days since, armchair cybersecurity analysts and the media have been quick to conclude that the attack and data dump must have been the work of the same Russian hackers who plagued the U.S. election last summer and fall. But outside observers who've examined the digital evidence say it's still too early to draw that conclusion. And doing so not only helps other countries and non-state hacker groups who might use Russia as cover, but also cheapens the act of accusing Russia in cases where the evidence is far stronger, like in last year's brazen U.S. election interference. Plenty of clues do point to Russia as the source of the Macron leaks. But unlike in the case of the U.S. election, those clues don't yet add up to a clear, glowing trail to Red Square, says Thomas Ridd, a professor at King's College London Department of War Studies. I do think this is more likely than not a Russian operation, but I'd put this at more like 60% at this stage, says Ridd, who recently testified at a Senate hearing about Russian interference in the U.S. presidential election. In that case, by contrast, Ridd says he has zero doubt that the Kremlin, and specifically a hacking group known as Fancy Bear or Apartment 28, was the culprit. But in the Macron case, Ridd says, none of the pieces of evidence that has come out so far is particularly strong in forensic terms. We only have circumstantial evidence. We can't exclude the possibility that someone's trying to frame someone else. A stronger case exists that Russian hackers at least try to hack the Macron campaign. Late last month, the security firm Trend Micro revealed that the Fancy Bear hacker group, which it calls Pawn Storm, had registered a phishing domain in March designed to impersonate a Microsoft file storage URL for Macron's party. At the time, and March denied that phishing attempt had been successful. And on Monday, even Trend Micro wouldn't definitively link the pre-election leak with the earlier Russian efforts. 
Trend Micro does not have evidence that this is associated with the group known as Pawnstorm, the company wrote to Wired in a statement. The techniques used in this case seem to be similar to previous attacks. However, without further evidence, it's extremely difficult to attribute this hack to any particular person or group. Some of the leaked Microsoft Office files contain an even stranger clue, Cyrillic character metadata, suggesting that they were opened at some point by a computer with Russian-language software settings. The Twitter feed for WikiLeaks points to nine instances in the metadata of the name Roshka Georgi Petrovich, reportedly an employee of the Russian intelligence contractor Eureka. But that apparent metadata slip-up was so clear that some cybersecurity analysts discounted as a possible misdirection technique. Obviously, if I'd done it, I'd go to the XML files and set this up for people to find it, says Rob Graham, a cybersecurity consultant for the security firm Arata Sec, who downloaded the files Friday. We all believe it's probably Russia, but this really isn't evidence that it is Russia. We have confusing details that look somewhat deliberate to me. Is someone trying to frame these people? asks Rid. He speculates that the Russian government might even be setting up Eureka or Petrovich as a fall guy for earlier operations, but admits that's only wild speculation, not any sort of hard conclusion. We don't know. I would be very cautious at this point to try to make any strong attribution claims. Even Macron's campaign has seemed hesitant to blame Russia. Its initial statement on the hack compared the intrusion to the breaches of Democratic targets during the U.S. election, but didn't go so far as to name its own attackers as Russian. In an interview with Radio France Monday, Macron's director of digital operations, Munir Mujubi, pointed to the Russian state-controlled media and supporters of the opposing party, the National Front, as helping to spread the stolen information, but again didn't name Russia as the source of the attack or leak. The Macron campaign hasn't responded to Wired's requests for comments. None of that leaves Russia blameless. If anything, it highlights just how strong the evidence is that Russia did meddle in the U.S. election. Before any files had even leaked from the Democratic National Committee or the Clinton campaign, after all, cybersecurity firms including CrowdStrike, FireEye, and Flashpoint all pointed to the known Russian hacker group FancyBear, based on familiar malware and command and control servers. When the files did leak, they again contained Cyrillic metadata, albeit with less glaring identifying details than in the Macron case. And the same account created the shortened phishing URLs sent to Clinton campaign staffer John Podesta as targeted dozens of Russia-focused journalists, political activists, and NGOs. Finally, all U.S. intelligence agencies collectively issued an assessment that the attacks were the work of the Kremlin, though without revealing any new public evidence. Analysts digging into the Macron attack for now presume that it started with a phishing attack that stole members of the campaign staff's credentials. That's a simpler technique than the sort of malware-based intrusion that hit the DNC, and one that both leaves less evidence behind and could be performed by lower-resource non-state attackers. CrowdStrike, which was the first to identify Fancy Bear as the intruder in the DNC hack and analyze the malware used, declined Wired's request for comment on the Macron leak, writing that it doesn't have any conclusions in the case. 
The fact that attribution remains an open question in the Macron case doesn't mean countries should take the fancy bear threat any less seriously. Trend Micro's report noted that the group had registered phishing domains to target the political party of German Chancellor Angela Merkel, too. Germany's election comes in September and is widely considered the next likely target for Russian electoral mischief. But as the democratic world seeks to deter that rising form of political hacking, it will need to be clear about the difference between suspicion and guilt. That makes it all the more important to draw a line between the hackers who were caught red-handed and ones who fit conveniently into the lineup of usual suspects. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.